It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Megan Smolignac Smolignac, yes, that is her real name, is a genealogical adventurer who loves solving mysteries, making unexpected discoveries, and pushing the boundaries of conventional genealogy. And since 1999, she's worn many hats in the family history world, including chief family historian and spokesperson for Ancestry.com, which is the largest genealogical company in the world. She's also the creator of RootsTelevision.com, which is an online channel of free videos and winner of four Telly Awards, as well as founder of UnclaimedPersons.org, which is a volunteer group that assists coroners and medical examiners. And she's joining us today on Amy's Table. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm terrific, Amy. How are you? Good. So, okay, you've got to explain. Where did you inherit Smolignac Smolignac? (laughs) Uh, Well, I came by it, honestly. I am a Smolignac by birth and by marriage, so... Beat them odds. And and is this is there do, does your genealogy mesh somewhere with your husband or totally a fluke of the last names? You know what? It's actually a fluke. I kind of wow. assumed that there was some sort of connection because there are only four Smolniak families in the world, and they all come from the same little village over in Slovakia. And I had traced all four back to the 1700s, but couldn't find any sort of link. Along comes DNA testing, and so I tested us, assuming that some of us would uh, have a common signature, and it turned out it is just a fluke. None of the four Smolenac families are related to each other. That is amazing. I mean, that is amazing. It's almost as I if know, you're I destined. I found a Smolenac to marry or I managed to find one who wasn't related. I know. That's just wild. That's really wonderful. You know, it's funny when things sort of tell you that someone is destined for researching or destined for what their career is going to be. I mean, with this with this story, you knew you had to be a genealogist of some well, sort. You know, that's why I, I dare to use my full name, even though, of course, you know, I have to put up with a lot of kissing cousin jokes, because it, it is relevant to what I do, and genealogists, well, names mean the world to us. Yes, definitely. Well, you know, it's interesting because my father researched our family history, except for here's the thing, really before access to websites like yours, Mm. before the Internet was something. And he and his cousin literally traveled to England and they studied church records and gravestones. And, you know, boy, they did it the old fashioned way, let me say. But it's been fascinating to me to learn some of the people. You know, we uh, we found out we're related to Charlotte. And in fact, Charlemagne had a daughter named Amy. So I like ah, to say I'm go. named after Sh- claiming you. There you go. But I mean, it's so interesting. What what began your interest in genealogy? You know, for me, it was a sixth grade homework assignment. Um, it's all Mrs. Berkowitz's fault. <laughs> um, she made us go home one night and find out where our surnames were from. And the next day we went to school and there was a big old world map. And we had to put our names on these little slips of paper in our country of origin and almost all the other kids in the class were crowded around the British Isles. Um, but I was actually misinformed by my father, so I had the whole of the then Soviet Union to myself. <laughs> and that was the first time I realized that my name was sort of not very typical. And that was enough to spark my curiosity. And so I just started saving up my allowance to buy death certificates. And here I am all these years later still doing it. Wow, that's amazing. And yet I'm sure you're loving every minute of it. 
I do. I love the thrill of the hunt, and, and I love to get other folks excited about it, too. I wake up every day, and I get to play, you know, I'm a real-life history detective. Yeah. So I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm doing exactly what I love to do. So you like the thrill of the hunt. You like the tracking down the information. What do you think a person gains, though, by knowing their family history back beyond their great-grandparents? You know what I mean? The further they go back. Mm-hmm. What do you think they gain? Well, I think almost all of us are going to gain a sense of strength because, you know, we tend to think of our ancestors as sort of these stony-faced individuals we see in these old sepia-tone photos, and we tend to think of them as old fogies because they're kind of captured in time that way, but they had so much guts. You know, they had their lives were so much tougher um, than ours are, and the decisions they made, you know, to pick up and leave everything that was familiar to them, to cross an ocean, knowing they were never going to see their families again, have to master new traits, new languages. It would be like us moving to the moon today. And so almost everybody who looks into their past is going to find you know, people worth admiring. And I really do believe that we get traits aside from just the physical ones from our ancestors. I do believe that uh, traits such as perseverance or perhaps a musical talent or uh, an aptitude, well, just a love of travel, for example. I do think these kind of traits get passed down. So there's almost always something worth admiring when you look into your past and you realize that, that same, you have that same element in you as well. And I think that's kind of comforting when things are tough. Yeah, and a little reinforcing, you know, sort of to say, wow, so I get this interest in music from my great, 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 great grandmother or whatever. I I think that's very cool. And that that rhythm of life follows through it. Well, of course, I mentioned that my dad did all this research by hand. Now there's the Internet. But you mentioned DNA. And that just is fascinating to me to use that as a way to trace. Tell me a bit about that. It's pretty amazing. We're living in the first time in the whole history of mankind. You can peek into your past by just doing a cheek swab. Um, But there are several different kinds of tests. One that can tell you about your straight paternal line. So those are used for surname projects. You join join projects with other people with the surname uh, you were born with or, say, your father's surname. Um, And then there's sort of a maternal version of that. It's called mitochondrial DNA. And you can do the same thing, look for maternal cousins. And just recently there are new tests that can actually pop up uh, relatives on any old branch of your family tree. So, for example, you're starting to see adoptees using it to get a sense of their past. So it's it's really revolutionary. It's pretty amazing to be able to do this. It is amazing. I, I understand the DNA matching, but I don't understand, like, is there a bank of everybody's DNA that they may or may not know exists? I mean, how do you, I don't understand how you match them. Each of the companies has their own proprietary database, and there are a few that are public access. And as long as you sign the release form uh, when you take a test, that gives the company that you test with permission. It doesn't um, reveal all the information about you. All it does is give them information to uh, swap emails from Uh people who have um, very close genetic signatures, and some of them actually use a blind email system. Um, so that's how it, it plays sort of broker. It plays middleman to help people who would be distant cousins find each other. And so obviously it wouldn't go back too many generations because that DNA well, probably isn't available. Uh, it depends on which test you're doing because they behave differently depending on the type of DNA you're playing with. But, yeah, so it's possible to pluck out a cousin sometimes, you know, from the 1600s. 
Wow, that is so cool. I know, it's pretty amazing. Oh, that's really cool. So, okay, somebody's interest is peaked today. They think, oh, I would like to know more about my family history. You've got, of course, Ancestry.com, but what are some other ways that you would approach it? If, if all you knew was, let's say, your grandparents, you couldn't go any further back than that, what would be your first step to start to trace your tree? You know, I actually, these days, everybody's tempted to jump online, but I actually suggest that you start at home first. Um, we're all living in sort of little museums, and if you just go through your closets and attics and, and look for old family photos with names scribbled on the back of them, old certificates, diplomas, that kind of thing, and then just pick up the phone and talk to any relatives you've got that are even 20 minutes older than you because they're living libraries, and they just know so much. So I suggest actually taking the time to do those little steps first before you hop online. And once you hop online, or you can buy software to do this, you want to get some sort of family tree organizer because that helps you organize all these bits and pieces of information. You're getting all these names, dates, and places. And then you can start using the, the online tools you know, to piece together the past. So with your, if you knew your grandparents, for example, maybe you'd be able to find them in the 1930 census, which is the most recent one that's been released. And then you can sort of march backwards in time. Let's say in 1930, you find them with their parents. So now you have their parents' name. So you go back looking in the 1920 for them. And you can just march back a decade at a time. And that's just one of the literally billions of records that are available for us. Yeah. um, It's it's really fun. Many of the treasures are still hidden in the archives and libraries and so forth. But for folks starting today, you might be able to find something in half an hour that would have taken me when I started three months. Amazing. That's amazing. Thank God for technology. Well, I think it is so fascinating, and I can only imagine as you start to uncover another relative, another, you know, link, that it would be almost addicting. Couldn't put it down. That's exactly what happens. It becomes your own personal history mystery. A lot of people just intend to dabble, maybe put together a photo album for their parents' golden wedding uh, wedding anniversary. Right. And then it's a slippery slope. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, Megan, before we let you go today, let me know, what is one of the most amazing sort of twists in the family tree that you've discovered in your research? Not necessarily on your own, but when you've done, you know, research on a family. Um, You know, I've done all sorts of things. Unfortunately, I can't share some of the ones I've done for celebrities and the different TV shows I've worked on. Too bad. I'll mention one that's coming up shortly, which is several years ago, I traced Barack Obama's roots to a little town in Monegal over uh, in, in Ireland, and he's actually going there next month. Wow. And the whole town is thrilled. They've done a welcome home song. They are literally pound, uh, painting every house in the village, and they're just thrilled beyond belief. They're actually um, getting a, a really nice economic burst from this. Wow, so, and that was all on your research that he discovered this about himself? Do you know, it was a pair of tombstones in Ohio that told me to look in this village. Oh, you are a detective. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I know we can find information about you on Ancestry.com, but where else can I send people for information about you? Well, my personal website is honoringourancestorsplural.com, and you can find information about my speaking events, my books, and all that good stuff there. Oh, that's terrific. Oh, you know what, Megan? I thought I was done, but I have one last question for you. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the unclaimedpersons.org. This is interesting as well. Yeah. Um, well, for a decade, actually, I've been working with the Army, helping um, locate the family members of soldiers who are still unaccounted for from past conflicts, mostly Southeast Asia, Korea, World War II, and occasionally even World War One. 
And I realized that the same skills I used for that also apply to helping coroners and uh, medical examiners because there are all these, they actually are unclaimed persons. They're not John and Jane Doe's. They're people whose identities are known, but the coroners can't find their next of kin uh-huh. to make notification. So I started doing that, and then a lot of other genealogists said, hey, I want to help too. And so it just sort of blossomed on its own, and now it's on Facebook. You can just look for unclaimed persons uh, on Facebook, and they're always looking for volunteers, and they'd welcome your help if you're a good sleuth. That's amazing. Well, you know what? You are so interesting. From your name, I've got to say it again, Megan Smolignac. Smolignac. (laughs) To all the information you've provided us today, thank you so much. I'm going to put all of your information on amystable.com, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people digging in their family tree thanks to you, so I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! You want us to